the mind continually creates past and future. We keep telling ourselves these stories, keep reiterating our plans, those squares in the calendar with words written in them. What's due to happen on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, next week? Seeing this person, going to this meeting, traveling to this place, that place. Where we've been, what happened, our family stories. Pleasant, the painful, glorious, tragic, mundane. We feed self-view through the continual revisiting, retelling of, of our stories, our plans. The Buddha put it very simply, let the past be, let the future be. Let the past be, let the future be. Leave it alone. It's not easy to do, but we can feel what it's like when the mind absorbs into that planning, hoping, fearing, expecting. When it creates the future, as the mind does that, bring the attention into the heart to notice the, the tensing, the stressing that goes on there. As the past gets created, my story, my family, notice the stress in the heart. That's the tension of self-view, Sakaya Ditti, is built up just of that. So as the Buddha said, let the past be, let the future be. In the Badekarata Sutta, that perfect solitude, that perfect abiding, leaves the past alone, leaves the future uncreated, doesn't create perceptions around a self here in the present. It's the ideal abiding, the ideal solitude of the here and now. This is the last full day of our retreat time together. So the calendar for the year opens up. Lots of words written in little boxes tell us this day someone's coming to visit, that day I have to go here, that day there's a meeting. Let the future be. Let the past be, how this retreat has been before that, our life trajectory running up to this point. What was wonderful about this retreat or what was difficult, challenging, terrible, leave it be. 
Notice the tensing in the heart when the past gets created and the future. Even if we love that tensing, we love the thrill of being anguished, irritated, nostalgic, excited. Even if there's an addiction to that tensing, that stressing of the heart, we like that thrill of becoming. Explore that. What is it that is habituated, addicted to that that thrill of being? Even if it's me being opposed to that thing, or me having lost that precious thing, or me who's looking forward, me who's dreading that terrible thing. Notice how the mind creates us that tensing and can get absorbed in that. Sometimes people find themselves just creating arguments in order to have something to push against. So there's a me, feels like there's a me who's doing some pushing. Just to feed that sense of defined being, just to be something. Better to be a brilliant wounded fragment oppressed by the world than have our sense of being shapeless, limitless, undefined. Better to be lost, stuck with an unrequited love or an unsolvable problem, an unforgivable crime, than to let that go, to not define being in terms of a thing that we are, a thing that we've got, a thing that we've lost, a thing that we're opposed to, a thing that's oppressing us. Notice how that addiction takes over the heart so easily. Just longing to be something, anything will do. Sometimes in meditation you can feel the, the mind just hunting for a thing to be a problem to wrestle with, a desire to fantasize about, a wrongdoing that we are uh, blamable for, anything. Just, Just give me something. Anything. Like fishing through the baskets in the attic, looking for some kind of treasure to find, searching through the trunks in the attic. There must be something here that's valuable, something I can obsess on. Anything will do. Pleasant, painful, neutral, past, future. Anything will do. In the meditation we can see the mind hunting in this way, searching through the, the boxes in the attic, looking for something, anything. Something to regret, something to hope for, something to have nostalgia for. Anything will do. But in that very searching, that very dynamic of anything will do, that betrays the the source of that hunger. It's not trustworthy. 
It's just bhavatanha, the desire to be, the desire to become, looking for an object. Me, the monk, me, the, the child, the parent. Me, the one who's the achiever, me, who's the failure. Me, who's really something special, me, who's never really going to get it. Anything will do. Well, that very dynamic, that very quality of hunting desperately for something to be, that tells you this is not trustworthy. It's just fire-seeking fuel. That's all. It's just bhavatanna, the desire to become, looking for an object. Anything will do. Like fire, whether it's paper or wood or plastic or cloth, Anything will do, as long as it's combustible, as long as it'll burn, anything will do. Bhavatanna is exactly the same. Identifying with the body, whether it's attractive, unattractive, too large, too small, healthy, sick, old, young, female, male, tall, short, dark, light, anything will do. Any old rubbish will do. Just something, anything, for the mind to set itself up in opposition to or in ownership of, just to create that pressure, that tension of being. We can use the meditation to explore this, to know this hungering, to recognize it as an addictive process, just habit, force of habit. We can know that force, feel it. Know the mind hunting for an object, a thing to be, anything. We can feel the heat of the fire, looking for a fuel. We can feel that force. Feel it, know it, and refrain from being confused by it. Refrain from burning. In the past, during the meditation, I found myself sitting there saying, no, 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 no. No, no, not that one, no, no. Ooh, oh, hang on a minute. And whoosh, down the rabbit hole. Half an hour later, what, 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 what was all that about? Okay, right, yeah, no to that one too. No, 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 no. Whether it's an aversion, a problem, a desire, a fantasy, a plan, a memory. Just feeling that that force of desire for being. Caught in that sensual music, as Yeats put it in one of his poems. Caught in that sensual music, all neglect, monuments of unaging intellect. 
caught in that sensual music, that force of the desire to become, we neglect the quality of Dhamma itself, the reality of this present moment. We neglect the perfection of this, as the habit is looking for that somewhere else, some other time. So as we get to know, we can feel that force of looking to be, to become, to get, to have, to oppose, to run from. You can feel that, know that, and decline that pull to feel that force and not to be pulled by it, to choose not to follow it, to say no, gently close the door, no, not interested. And then following from that, that declining, that letting go, There's a spaciousness, there's a relief, like the heart free of an addiction, no longer caught by that pull. There's a profound natural ease, a perfect relaxation of the heart. Awake to this moment, nothing is lacking, nothing is extra, nothing needs to be got rid of, nothing needs to be acquired. Nothing to oppose, nothing to fear. The heart is simply Dhamma itself, being Dhamma, aware of its own nature. Nothing to lose, nothing to get, nowhere to get to, no thing to be, no thing to not be. There's a profound, vast, Restfulness in that. Let that be known. Let that be realized, recognized. Satchikata Bhanti. The ending of dukkha, the ending of that agitation, needs to be realized. Notice that quality of great peacefulness, spaciousness, and that wave of force, of that pull as it passes by. The silence after the plane has passed overhead. There's an active presence of stillness, silence. And then the attention starts to get snagged by something else. Sustain the attention on that spaciousness, that stillness. And that wave of force pulling the heart has passed. Notice that. Train the heart to stay, to rest in that spaciousness, to know that, to embody that spacious quality, dukkha nirodha, ending of dukkha, the ending of imbalance, incompleteness. 
the habits of self-view, this seems like death. But 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 I want to be. I want to do. I gotta. I I should. I must. I ought to have. Maybe to let that go to the ego, to self-view. That seems like death. But to the heart, to the jitta, it's perfect delight, eternal delight, peacefulness. Rest at last. Contentment. A fullness of heart. But there's a certain amount of of work, of effort, to sustain the attention on that spaciousness. Dukkani Rodha needs to be realized, needs to be known. The habits of the senses mean that space, silence, stillness is not interesting. It doesn't grab our attention. So it takes a certain amount of work to let the attention rest with that spacious quality. Otherwise, it'll just get snagged by the next sound or the next feeling the next thought. The conditioning of the senses is to go for the objects, not for the space between them. Objects are interesting, edible, attractive, dangerous. The space around the object is not interesting, it's not exciting. So it takes a certain effort to bring attention to that spaciousness, to sustain it. But if it is, if it is sustained, then what looks like an empty space, a blankness, blossoms, comes alive. as a perfect richness, beauty, wholeness in that spacious quality. As Lumpur put it once, uh, we say the mind is empty, but actually it's full of wisdom. When the mind is empty of self-view, it's full of wisdom. It is the Dhamma itself, perfect and complete.